Hello. Brr, it's cold out. It is. It's very cold. But uh, there's nothing that goes better with freezingness than oh, that. We know what that sound is. Now, I'm I'm uh, turning things upside down. I have two beverages in front of me. You have, I have a glass of red wine. Right. Which should warn our yeah, listeners tells what, they're about to fucking, to what they're about to get yeah. into. And a can of coconut water, which I'm obsessed with. I know. I want to drink coconut water all Does it come day right long. out of the coconut? Yes. Wow. This is the kind that I get from Mexico because it's the cheapest. Right. But it's a little bit sweetened, and I really prefer the plain, unsweetened kind. Do you literally get it from Mexico? Do you go to Mexico and get it? Well, no, what the fuck do you think? Have I gone to Mexico? No, but I was Have like thinking, how did you go, get it? I, go, I, I get it from Mexico. It's, it's a product okay. of Mexico. Okay, cool. Well, I thought when you were in Phoenix, <laughs> maybe somebody brought it back we from Mexico. Drove. That's uh, this. This see. This is what happens when we go the song without a podcast. I know. And there's too many fault. answered questions, unanswered questions. It's my fault. I apologize. It's no one's fault. Uh, but clearly, I've thrown you for such a loop that you thought perhaps I'd left the country. Well, I knew you went to Arizona, and I thought, well, maybe they get it from Mexico there. So anyway, this is the comedy couch, by the way. Oh we, yeah. I'm Dennis Hensley. And I'm Tony Tripoli. Hello. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and it's not because we didn't want to. We really wanted to. We scheduled it like. Four umpteen times. But just shit comes up. Last night, we were going to do it, and I just had a headache and took um, two PMs and went to bed. You took to at, bed. I didn't think you were home. I didn't think you were home. Yeah, I, I went to bed at like 10.30. Oh, shit. Because mm-hmm. I texted you like, are you around? What's happening? I know. Crazy. Um, so but, there's that. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot to catch up on. So many things. <sighs> I'll let you start. Go Shall ahead. I start? I'll drink this red wine. You can All right. start. Well, I'm going to start with my biggest news, which is I shot my movie. It's you in the sure can. Did. In the can. Rubdown is in the can, and uh, I have not seen any footage yet. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it tomorrow. My editor's been organizing it and syncing the sound and stuff. And, and this uh, is Jim? Jim, yeah, yes, who's the best. And uh, I'm going to go over to his house tomorrow and watch all the footage. So and I'm excited. What is that experience like? Now, this is the third one that you've done. So, And all three have been Jim. Yes. And is it once I see 30 seconds of it, then I can exhale a little bit because then it's real and then I kind of know what it's going to or do you already feel like, no, I looked in the monitor. I saw what it's going to look like and it looks like what it looks like. And I know I'm not going to be surprised. Um, I don't think I will be that surprised because I we didn't really have a monitor. I would look in the viewfinder of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like the shoot went well and I feel like we... I feel like we did well. I'll, I'll watch it and I might go, oh shit, we don't have that moment. That moment didn't work or something like coverage. that. Coverage. I needed more coverage. There might be little moments or whatever, but I'm. Did I don't you storyboard? Think, um, no, I did not. Okay. But I did plan shots out with the finger puppets, di- finger puppets, and the director of photography, Jesse. Yeah. Who was 24 and a cute Easy. guy, and he calls me pops, and he's a big flirt. And heterosexual. And heterosexual. And I've had more chemistry with him than any guy in the last year. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, I'm not kidding. Like, more like, more <laughs> I love like. That you um, then add, and I'm not kidding. No, it's not a joke. Like, it's more like, um, it's, it, well. <laughs> like a genuine, like, we clicked, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Just, uh, just as human beings. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, just as men on the planet. Men on the planet. So. We shot two days. The first day was some external a, a biking scene, and then then I had my two uh, lead actors make out mm-hmm. with a hose squirting them, and of that you was did. Of exciting. Course you did. And they were good sports, and they did very well, and they were very sexy in their bike shorts and 
little tops and, and then you had an emergency and you had to go buy tidy whities I did I did I had to buy over to the target we did because there's a scene where one of the guys is in his underwear and mm -hmm. he brought underwear to use but all of them had the two name brand, brand logos. names so we had to get something cheaper that didn't have a logo on it I understand and then the second day we shot at the spa the gendarmerie spa in West Hollywood and the owner Topper was so generous mm -hmm. to let us shoot there the way he did unbelievable That's wonderful. like an angel and I went and thanked him on the Friday afterwards, and I said, that was above and beyond. And he said, well, you know, when I was young, um, somebody helped me, and it made a lot of difference, and so now I want to give Oh, my gosh. Back. See, well, I just love that he thinks I'm young. No, he literally is an angel. An angel. Like, whenever I approached him about anything throughout this whole process, he was expansive. Like, anything you want, or... Would it be possible if we shoot in the office part? Of course, anytime. Like, yes, 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 yes. He never said no about, oh, you can't really go in that room or sure. we'd appreciate it. Never, ever, ever put, and, and it would be anything that would be per perfectly reasonable if somebody was shooting a, sh a film in your place of business right. to say, you know what, don't go in there, don't do that. Yeah, no, yeah. never, nothing like that. Lovely. Oh, yeah. So we got the last shot of the day after about 12 hours, which is not bad. And I was like, yeah, great. Uh, that's a wrap on everybody. And I took a bite of a red vine and a, a crown came off in my mouth right Ugh. after the last shot. So that was the worst thing that happened on the set. And um, I got it fixed in a couple of days. But it was kind of like crazy, like right wow. afterwards. Yeah. So if that's the worst that happens, then it's fine. The reason I have a sneeze coming. Excuse Bless me. you. I'm so sorry. That's so horrible. Um, The reason I asked about the seeing the footage was because yeah. – the only thing I could compare it to um, is the DVD of my stand-up yes. that we did in December. Yes. And I didn't see anything beforehand right. because, the, you know, there really wasn't a whole lot of time. And, and it, I mean, I think I guess they showed me, like, this is the angle. And I was right. like, oh, can we move it more direct on? But we were very limited by the constraints of the theater and right, what right, was right. possible and wasn't. And, you know. Um, I think, you know, when you're making, I think uh, James Cameron, you know, could only put the camera this far because that's as long as the extension cord was. I right. think that's a, a standard filmmaking right. issue that you have to deal with. Yeah, where are you plugging in? Um, and so, but yeah, and, and then the first time that I got to see even a rough cut, you know, I just, I tried to not think about it until I could see it because... Right. If you think about it too much, then you're going to be disappointed by the by. Oh, I wish this was lower or higher or more to the side. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the angle. But so when I first started watching it, I was really heartbroken, and I haven't I haven't told anybody this. I was really disappointed. It was really nothing like I had expected it mm -hmm. to look. Um, but then by the time I watched the whole thing, then I really was like, okay, this is good. It's good. Do you know what I mean? But. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at my initial response. What didn't you like about it? I just feel like I felt like the cameras were in the wrong place. I wanted, you know, th this is this camera is too high and this one's too far on the side and I don't like I shouldn't have worn that shirt and right. you know all this stuff that you know could I could have fixed had I I don't know. Right. voiced that opinion or been more educated or whatever. But ultimately, you know, I'm about to get now it's at the editor getting like the color correction and mm -hmm. the sound and stuff, and I think it's going to be great. And I think it's great. I yeah, saw yeah. For, it. It looks know, great. The specials yeah, hilarious. Great. It's I'd great. Made the mistake of trying to watch it 
with my family in Phoenix this weekend. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Because I went to Phoenix because it was Matea, my niece's right. fifth birthday. And, you know, it's a regular, ordinary five-year-old birthday party. There was a bouncy house, a bunch right. of kids, right. and every single adult that showed up was carrying a 30-pack of beer. It was right. just an ordinary Just your normal, yeah. Just the typical. Right. You know, because it was, it was Sunday afternoon at noon. Right. So why wouldn't you have a 30-pack in your hands? Right. Um, so... It was, you know, traditionally, I mean, I, my family calls me grumpy old man. Right. And for good reason, I might add. I'm not, <laughs> I, I've, that's well earned. Right. Um, but even my sister, um, but, you know, but by the midpoint in the day, went to my stepfather and just said, I don't, I don't care what you do to her, but I don't care if you get put food in her stomach or just take her home or what you do. But you've got to get her under control because she's just embarrassing us all. Who's she talking about? About our mother. She was so she was like a new kind of drunk to celebrate our, her granddaughter's fifth birthday. I don't know what. Wow. And she was like trying to be like funny. And one girl, my sister's one of my sister's closest friends, Lila, who I've you've met. met. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's part of the family. Beautiful. Yeah, she, yeah, she's part of the family. We love Lila. Um, got Matea this little kitty cat like stuffed animal but like small that when it was made of like fur like rabbit fur or, right and it was very soft and fuzzy and Matea just loved it and I don't even know if Matea said this is my favorite present or what but my mother was like drunken yeah it's her favorite present no fucking Lila you fucking bitch you fucking bitch Lila get her favorite present and it was that weird thing that drunk women do where they're clear. They're clearly saying something just as a joke, air quotes joke. But yet you also know they fully mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like that's that thing it's that women do all the time anyway. But anything. then because then you add the intoxication yeah, to it, and really, it was that much more obvious. Yeah, so like nobody's fooled. It here. was just all cringy, and but God, that Matea is amazing, and I could not love my sister more. She's the she best, is Natalie. Really, the most fascinating and i she is so my hero on earth like i just she blows me away the kind of patience that she has and she, she wrangles just, a lot oh she has so many balls in the air yeah and is so great at everything and is just has really good boundaries and is able to say to you no in a way that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings and is totally reasonable and right God, she's just she's really got it figured out. So I just I, I really, love that. I really love her. Yeah. So what did your family think of the DVD? Most of them were there when well, you taped it. They pretty much talked through the whole thing. Yeah. Well, to one another. About fucking Lila. Yeah. A fucking. <laughs> so it was like that. Furry. And, and I'm not. Yeah. You know. Here's the thing. I, what I need to do is just give, and I've always been this way. Anytime I came back from like a cruise ship, right, and had like the tape of the show, and people were like, oh, I want to see your cruise ship show. What I need to do is just go, here's the tape, give it back to me when you're done. Yeah, and not but watch it I, with Not them. watch it with, because it kind of matters to me. Right. And if you're going to just, like, be talking and right. doing the dishes and putting more beer in the cooler, and this yeah. one's going, walking in and out, and then kids are, like, the, I'm going to sit there in the back of the room and just seethe. 
I'm yeah. just going to be sitting no. there uncomfortable and with my blood boiling. Yeah. Let him put it in a Netflix envelope and feeling, I'll talk to you in a week. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, my feelings are just going to be hurt. Right. Um, but no, they all, everyone was like, oh, it was super funny and oh, I loved it. And I'm thinking, oh, the part you heard. Right, like, exactly. You missed, the, just... you missed the big setup. <laughs> now, are you going to be able to put it out for people that want to buy it, like a podcast listener or something Yeah, I don't like know. And speaking of podcast listeners, I just have gotten so many Facebook messages from people saying I love the podcast it's and I so good replied to everyone and I just I'm so touched by that I just think it's so you know I don't want to say boy I was totally wrong about the Facebook thing why um, not why don't you want to say that <laughs> because I don't ever want to say that I was wrong about anything right no, I don't know um, because then there's the whole downside yeah Facebook, no it's a which is it's a whole thing exactly it's what intense. I thought it was it's intense for sure but, but there can be great things about there is a lot of you know, affection yeah. out there and, and good stuff. So That's good. Yeah. So I love the podcast listeners, though. I think it's awesome. And tell friends, and there you go. I love it. Um, what else do you have on your Well, post-it? I want to say something else about my shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just I just read it here. Um, I fell in love with my actors in a way that was uh, surprising. And I did, it, I did it on the other movie, too. But I totally get now why directors fall in love with their actors and things happen and stuff. I, yeah. It's so potent. Like, the morning after, after the shoot, I first of all, I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. I don't know how it was so exhausting. I didn't work that hard, really. Right. But I was so infatuated with these guys. And the one in particular who kind of tells, has the bulk of the story on his shoulders. And, because he was telling my character, it was kind of Sure. Something that happened to me, and he was creating it, and I couldn't do what I was doing without him, and he couldn't do it without me and the other guy, and I don't know. I woke up, and it was like, I sent them both an email and said, thanks for doing a great job, and then they emailed me back and said they had a good experience, and I, I like, read it three times, and, <laughs> like, I literally was, like... Look, it's the little things in life, whatever, fucking... I literally had that thing of, like, oh, they're here? Oh, it starts with a J? Well, both of their names start with J. Like... It's weird. It went away after like a day or two, mm-hmm. but it was literally that feeling of being in love or like weird. I get mm, it. I wonderful. get it now. How I think uh, it's good. you know, you know. I don't know who who's a director that fell in love with an actor or whatever. I don't know, but I get uh, it. James Cameron fell in love with Linda Hamilton. That's true. And the thing is, I don't know anything about these guys off the set. They could be dicks. And or she's whatever. more a man, more of a man than either of your actors. That's true. I, it might actually be true, but it was very. Um, palpable but i love directing and uh, i want to do more of it it's because you're so bossy it is i'm well <laughs> you're like the least bossy i'm not bossy at all i'm a little too uh whatever but i loved it mariah so. carey had a concert last night and tonight right down the street at the gibson amphitheater did you really? even know about this i don't know if i knew isn't no, that it weird on my radar no. that's weird isn't it yeah and first of all why is she playing such a small house like closer, she can't people, do, she, she can't wants do people staples? to be closer to her tits. Wow, I just thought that was like a weird sign of the times. Yeah. When I was driving home tonight, that and saw that right she was there. there, and I didn't even yeah. know that it was coming, that it happened, and she's in this small venue. Yeah. Huh. That, I didn't know it was coming either. That's Crazy. weird. I thought she'd already done that not that long ago. My niece Matea. Yes. Five years old. Yes. Ask what do you think her favorite movie is right now. Oh, uh, you told me already. Her favorite DVD. This is it. Michael Jackson, This Is It. Yes. She made me watch it. Um, Does she know he died? And I don't know. 
but she thinks it's hilarious. One of the things about him that she thinks is so cool is that he used to be black. Yeah. When he was little. But she has, like, she's so, it's the innocence of a child, Dennis. Sure. Like, how she says it so openly. Yeah. Like, I guess it's just possible that you can right. just be black when you're a kid and then you grow up and you're not. But she kind of gets that he's, like, the only one that's done it. But, like, right. that is hilarious. And then, you want to know her favorite song that he sings? Thriller. Eugene is not my lover. That's her favorite Eugene one. Eugene is not my lover. Eugene is not my lover. And none of us want to correct her because that's just too no, fucking. That's pretty oh, it's amazing. It's all so on the nose. Yeah. It's amazing the <laughs> things that children pick up. That's true. That yeah. middle aged women never do. I love that she loves that movie. I think well, that's really interesting. Yeah. I think she it loves speaks to his. The dancing or and something. the. Yeah. She thinks it's neat when he goes hee hee and ka cha Like she loves all that shit that I hate about him. That's amazing. And but she just discovered it on her own? Or those did, dancers are incredible. I mean, Natalie... I hated the movie. I thought it was, like, really, really disappointing. And, like, incredibly poor quality. And well, it wasn't, really, they like, weren't making it to be a, and, yeah, They like, weren't making it to be a movie. Well, but then it needed to be narrated and explained more. And so I just felt like it was so shoddy. And I understand but it was, they But it did... wasn't set out to make a documentary. It I know, was what but they yet had they made a documentary died. out of it. Right. So then it needed, they needed to do something to fill in the enormous blanks, and they just didn't. They were just like, here's some I like that you footage. Just, I like that you just kind of had to take it for what it was and, uh. and make sense of, you had to fill in the blanks yourself. And, and they didn't talk to, like they had, the, I loved those moments with the dancers when they were so excited to start mm-hmm. rehearsal. Yeah. Why didn't we get to see the, why don't we hear the dancers talk about what that day was like when he fell to the, like when he was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when he died. I don't mean, like, make the whole last... I don't know. I just felt like it was an enormous missed opportunity, and I hated it. Um, But those dancers are so fucking talented. Yeah, they're good. And what about that girl whose whole job is just to walk back and forth across the stage while they sing? She did it very well. And she did it with Billy Bush, yeah. She did it with a number of different kinds of shoes on in rehearsals. I, um... My... A, a guy that I used to know who actually coached me vocally when I was recording my CD is one of his backup singers. Ken oh really? Stacey. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, not Holy that crazy shit. looking black guy with the bug eyes. No, not well, the one that always. He was frightening. The, I was like, is it Thriller already? Yeah. Who didn't? He didn't have very much like close ups, but yeah. yeah, he was the dude. So that was wild. But that must have been horrible. And I, every time you see those dancers, they're in like these crazy outfits with like oddly baggy, low crotched pants and stuff. And you think that would make make it harder to dance in that. Yeah. But like dancers now are so like always with the outfit. Like back in the day, Dennis, we were just wearing shit you could move in that wouldn't distract. And but I could remember like, like when it started to be like jeans and people would deliberately wear like stylish things was sort of hard to dance and it's like those assholes who show up at the gym in jeans uh, or whatever and, yeah. and, do, and lift a few weights and don't break a sweat and they look perfect and then they leave. I and, hate those people. Yeah, so that started happening with dancing when I was still taking classes. Like they were a little too cool, a little too stylish, didn't really work up a sweat. Yeah. Well, Always they had a look. Speaking of concert movies, I went to the Celine Dion. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I can't wait. I'm Who are you going to wrangle into going? Chomping with you? at the bit. Um, I don't know that, Dennis. I haven't. Well, that I far just. Ahead. I well, I'm just wondering because I know my people were limited with you out of town. <laughs> uh, Jerry Shirell and I went, and yeah. Danny Casillas and Jerry's boyfriend Greg. Yeah. And uh, Brett went to brunch, but he bowed out. He was what? Like, he doesn't. He's not a fan. So. And yet he spends that much time with Reba. I See, know. I don't. That to me is 
I smell a rat. Right. Because well, I loathe the Reba. Right. And yet, I would go to her concert. If Brett right. was like, let's all go to her concert or let's go see this concert right. film, I'd go because it's the same exact kind of crazy that Celine has. And um, you just want to, you just got to go bathe in it and then mock it later. But Celine's yeah. so fucking talented. Um, no, did she first heal, of all, did she heal like a blind child or anything? With her singing, movie? she sang. Here's the thing: if Celine's gonna sing "Happy Birthday" to you, or if she's gonna go to South Africa and sing uh, "Because You Love Me" to some right. kids, she's gonna do the whole fucking song. She's gonna sound just like the record. And I bet you don't talk through it. Like no. when I try to make my family watch the DVD, of <laughs> she's their only gonna. Fucking... You know, it's like, you know, it's like for all the. So she does the yeah. first chorus. Because you love me, and you're like, oh, that's great, and then she's like, you gave oh, me boy. strength, and you're back in, and you're even if you're the kid, and it's your moment of your life, you're like, you know what, you could have just, yeah. you don't need to take it to the bridge. You know, it's stage four cancer, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm short on time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, she, a lot of actors love to say how they're goofballs in interviews, like I'm just a nerd or a goofball. Celine Dion she, is a fucking goofball. She delivers. That she'll she's fucking so suddenly she starts talking crazy. like Elvis for no reason. And it goes on. She'll do these sticky bits <laughs> that go on for a really long time. Does she do Elvis time. in the movie? Uh, she does this weird thing with shoes where she's kind of dancing around and singing with shoes. And it goes on for a long time. And everyone's kind of looking around like if you worked with her, that's <laughs> a big part of your job is like looking around. like is acting like it's funny. Yeah. And like this is really happening, right? She's still doing oh, it, right? Um, she, there was one place that we're on this boat in like Copenhagen, her and some people socializing, and she picked up a piece of celery from the tray and put it up in her, up there, like in her, up in her upper lip. Between goes, her teeth and Yeah, I have an allergic reaction. And everyone laughed, and then it went on and on. And oh on. my God. Yeah. The stick. No, but I'm fascinated by that because. There are you're right. There are those people like I call some people comedy killers. Yeah, because you'll say something funny and then I'll say something funny and then someone else will say something and then they'll say something that just sucks all the fucking comedy out of everything. Yeah, but what she has is a different kind of phenomenon where the people that don't have any sense of like the duration, like this is just this stupid little gag with a celery. Yeah, so it's just like a two second bit, but we can't stretch this into twenty minutes. It's like those SNL sketches that just yeah. go on too long. Yeah. And it, she's sort of like, yeah, she's mango. She's mango. She's mango, she's mango every second. you can't make a second. feature film out of it. No. You can't. It's just, it only works yeah. as a sketch. And the tr all the destinations and travel stuff get a, gets a little boring because it's like the amazing race. It's just like, okay, we get it. She went around the world. She's a citizen of the world, Dennis. Yeah. But um, if you love her, you're still going to love her. Because she's always she. What I like about her is her. She really gets that when people meet her, they need to have a moment with her that they can take away. She's very generous in that way. She gets right. it. She gives it to them. Right. You know, and she's never she's um, gracious. And there's a great moment. Do you have a salary? Yeah. For right. a bit, I'm doing. I'm working <laughs> for the I Groundlings workshop. A new character. Yeah. Upright, you know, Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, uh, anybody? I need an occupation. Um, please tell for me a place, a place of business. Okay. I am a and, dry cleaner. And somebody walks in the store. Who walks in the store? Oprah. Oprah. Okay, my sister Oprah. You are okay. the cancer child and you are playing Oprah. Okay. And I present for you Oprah, the laundromat, and the celery. <laughs> Like it's crazy for 
25 minutes. <laughs> it's stick arama It goes on forever. So um, it's so weird. There's one great moment pretty early. The, the, the best scene, like, for the first half hour is or she has a – she's doing security. There's a moment after a concert where she walks kind of through the crowd to get out, and she shakes a lot of hands and has moments with people. And she has to tell her security detail how to do that with her. And so she breaks it down, and you get to see her go, no, I need you to do this and do this. And it's business. Um, and she knows exactly what she wants, and she wants to lead the pace and all that. But you get to see how she calls the shots but is um, not bossy and does it with humor and whatever. You get to see her do her thing, and that was really interesting, how she how she handled her personal security. Okay. Um, Renee Charles has long hair and with the right wow-wear outfit could probably win Little Miss Perfect. Wow, Just with interesting. The hair. Yeah. He's a good little golfer. Um, he could do this. Yeah, he could do that little Miss Perfect face thing. But I'm you gotta obsessed see it with and then little Miss Perfect it. when they draw a heart on their own. They put two fingertips together in the center of their forehead, and then they separate an outline along the forehead, down the sides of their face, under their chin, where their fingers meet again, and then they pout their lips and go. No, no, do a no, lot of them do no. it, or just one? Every child does it, and and, and somebody invented it, and Perfect everyone does it. And toddlers and tiaras, they all do the sassy walk. Yeah. And they all do, but I don't have a name for that. This? I don't know what that is. And, um, yeah, I love those child pageant shows. Uh, Michael Galanis, the uh, creator of Little Miss Who's been in touch with you. um, We were emailing through the Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, he was supposed to come and be on our show. And then he said, and while I'm in town, I'll take you out on a date filled with pageant kisses and glitter. You said that. And I, in that moment, realized that I don't want to date with anyone that is filled with pageant kisses and glitter. Him specifically. Right. I think so, the right guy, if he said pageant kisses and glitter, you'd be all it, over it. Said it. This guy means it. Right. Said it's one thing, Dennis. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, but the that whole deal fell through. Is um, he not out here? Did he I, not come? Yeah, he ended up not being able to... Make, make it, it happen. He was supposed to come out to do Jimmy Kimmel, and they kept canceling. Yeah. And um, I did a photo shoot recently, and the photographer said something that was so mean, I literally can't shake it. And the photographer's a friend of ours. Literally, we're doing it was the thing, the, and the, here's what it is: it was that thing where we've been friends forever, right? So, and we're just in my house doing this photo shoot, and you're right. not really paying me my rates, so I can kind of let my guard down a little, right? But I literally can't stop thinking about him. I'm like sucking it in and doing the pose and trying to smile and right. sell this gag. And he takes a couple test shots and he looks in the back of his digital camera and goes, well, at least the lighting looks good. And I just can't shake it. It's what like is, two what weeks What was he later. implying looked bad? You? Well, I was the only the thing in the picture. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like he would say that. And yet he did, Dennis. He right. did. Do you really believe and that I this go, friend of ours thought you looked bad? Yeah. I don't. Well, he did. I go, I go, He wow. really looked at it and thought, oh, you don't look good. Yeah. I, I go, I go, um, wow. And he goes, no, I just mean, let's, you know, let's change your, let's change the outfit. Well, and let's just go fix, I don't know. Let's just try something different. And he kind of like backed out of it. But it was, it was so painful in that moment. 
whatever. It's nothing. It's you know, it turned out fine, and that's yeah. You know, the you never right. when you're on a set doing a photo shoot, Dennis, right. you just try things. No, it you know, it's what it is. But um, I just wrote that on my post-it that I. It's well, he's moment. notoriously hard on himself, so I don't know if it was when you say, "Look, it, you know, yeah." So whatever, I know, I get it, I get it. I'm not one of your models, you know, your porn guy models that looks like. Do you that. think it was really about the way you look? It was. That's exactly what it was. I don't. And then we, well, at least the light. His subtext is good. you're not good looking enough. His subtext is you don't look good enough. You're yes. not hot enough. It wasn't even that's the subtext. Crazy. It's just what he said. That's crazy. Um. Next thing, Valentine's <laughs> Day. Slash Eric, I survived. I wrote it on my post-it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> because I didn't write down the word barely. Yeah. But I'm drinking red wine. Right. And we're about to wrap things up. So let's just move on. <laughs> um, I have a funny story about Facebook and a guy. What, what, I want to hear more about Eric. So you're over. You, how did you, you? How bad were you that sad about it? Yeah, it was horrible. But you got through it. Well, yes. I'm still here. Look, here's the thing. But, but you still I, I see Michael. About. Yes. Oh, yeah. Michael, the 25-year-old Asian. came out to his mother. Has come out to his family. He sent me a and... nice message about it on Facebook. He mm. said, I love being gay. Yeah. It was so He's, charming. I is, was really proud of him. He is fantastic. And, you know, I, yeah, he's just great. Um, um, The thing that has really been... Okay, so pe- a lot of people probably know that Andrew Koenig, who played Boner on fam- on uh, Growing Pains, um, has been missing for a while. And his sister is Danielle Koenig, who's one of our writers on the show. So last week when her family was sort of alerted that he'd been missing and um, it all sort of came to, la- you know, a week ago – and so it's been – she took off – she left Thursday when the news came, and she didn't come to work Friday. But she came back to work Monday and has been to work every day and is, like, really trying to, you know, stay distracted by writing funny jokes about Oprah having a set made out of chocolate and stuff. Um, did you see that? She did that this week? I did. She had her I, set made out of all good I thought it was kind of gross. It was disgusting and weird, and she was like, I'm going to eat that chess set. And it was like, wow, how many times has she said that? But um, so it's been really hard to watch Danielle, who I have incredible affection for mm-hmm. and who has always reminded me of my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she's stepped up and really taken the leadership position in the family because her father played Chekhov on – the original Star Trek right. and her mother uh, is a theater actress and her parents are older and their health isn't great. And this, this is, as you can imagine, really been devastating for them and they're handling it in their own different ways. And, you know, so Danielle is married um, and has a two year old son who is just an angel. And she's really being doing that super mom thing where she's coming to work every day and she's, Going on Larry King last night, and she's doing Inside Edition, and I can't believe how much media coverage with, yes, it's and getting, which is handling it all, and still watching Oprah and writing jokes about it. Like she's right. like, I can handle it, wow. and she inspires me, and she's you know wonderful, and but also to see the pain in her face, and this is what I want to get to, and I'm not trying to be a bummer, be too serious, but I keep thinking of. 
you know, me last summer at my lowest and the moments where I thought, you know what? Maybe I should just fucking just pack it up. Maybe let's maybe I'll just, you know, I had a similar conversation with a friend of mine recently about feeling like that. And he talked about being on a plane recently and thinking, if this thing went down, that'd be all right. Well, that's somehow different. Right. Well, it's not self. But I because know it's, that, it's a similar impulse of like, and, I don't know. And we don't know because, you know, Andrew is just missing. Right. And, and God willing, they'll find him and he'll be okay. And, you know, this will have a happier ending. Um, but obviously that's not maybe right. super that's, likely. Right, Who knows? Right, right, And I just was like, wow. To think that maybe there were moments where I thought, like, I could have done that to my sister. I could have made my sister go through, not the media stuff, because nobody would have given a shit. But but I just mean, you know, and you, and it's just weird when you, people always say that, you know, suicide is so selfish. And I don't know that I ever really thought so much of that. And it this week has really kind of crystallized that for me in a way to, as an observer, to watch the fallout how selfish it really is and how horrible this has been for Danielle and you know, the rest of her family. I don't know. So that's just, I know that's like super heavy for the comedy couch. And I certainly was not like, no, it's not, you know, we were never, I mean, it's heavy, but it's right. It's this couch is a safe place. Okay. Um, but, uh, Shamu ate somebody today. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Well, and yet surprising that it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. But but apparently this this whale's kind of like a serial killer. There's like two or three well, in the back in the back in the nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, once a decade. Yeah, look, I don't know. And I would like, was on that thing. I'd like to kill somebody once a decade. In two seconds. Yeah. yeah. But what I think is interesting is it's sort of like the Siegfried and Roy thing. Yeah. They're saying that maybe she just slipped and fell, and he the 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 whale thought, you know, that he was they were just playing. And he held her underwater too long because he she died of drowning. She didn't have any broken bones. No, it's not like I mean this. Look, he's got killer in his name. Yeah, exactly. So if he wanted to rip her limb from limb, like he could have. So it's kind of interesting that you know I love how they were saying that Montecore just knew that Roy was having a stroke and was trying to carry him off stage, coincidentally by his throat. Yeah, that he was just trying to rush him to safety. And you're like, well... Can't you just say the animal freaked out? Couldn't have grabbed him by the arm yeah. and have done that? or? Well, I heard some eyewitness say that they saw the whale kind of pull up, j- jump out and get her, get him, get her. Right. That she didn't fall in or she wasn't playing with him. Like, the, the, you know, but anyways. Wow. That's what I heard on the news. Um, let me tell you my Facebook story. Oh, yes. It's not that funny, but it is kind of funny in a way. Okay, so on Saturday night, I go to see Street Tease. It's a evening of Meryl Streep monologues performed by men, and it's funny, and I know a lot of the guys in it, whatever. And I'm there with this guy that's like the maybe date, but I don't think it's really happening. Um, but there was a guy there in the lobby that I kind of kept catching his eye, and he looked kind of familiar to me, and he was more age-appropriate, and I thought he was kind of cute, and I wanted to figure out. No, was the Street Tease date the guy from the kitchen the at kitchen the party? Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it was a date. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's happening. Um I, uh, so, uh, but he's nice, you know. Um, so there was this guy there, and then I saw him say goodbye to one of the actors who I know. So so I emailed the actor the next day and said, great show, it was really fun. Hey, 
who is that guy you said goodbye to, whatever. Yeah. So he told me the name of the guy, and I found him on his Facebook. Oh, boy. And I sent him a friend request, and I said, hey, uh, saw you at Street Tees last night. It was a fun show, right? That's it. Friend request. So he didn't respond to the friend request, but when I went to look back at him on his friend's Facebook, he was gone. So I may have literally chased him off of Facebook. I may have been the final straw that said, I got to get the fuck out of Facebook. Really? weird people from theater lobbies are just hitting me up. Yeah. Wow. I know. He's he's gone. It's like it didn't happen. And I'm friends with a cat. (laughs) I mean, like, let's really look at this. Some people's standards are... I think my... Um. Yeah, my stalking may. He have... literally sold his computer. He was like, I'm "He's like, I'm doing out. everything longhand from here on out." <laughs> exactly. I'm fucking letter yes. in a bottle. Yeah, that's. <laughs> He's gonna do Pony Express or nothing. Oh, well, here's something funny. Okay, we both got copies of the Undergear catalog. Okay, that's yours, and mm-hmm. this is mine. They're identical except for one thing. I get 25% off and you get 20% off. Oh my God, that's crazy. And I think it's the undergear's way of knowing who's got a job and who doesn't. Oh my God. Is but it... isn't that weird? Like, they're identical. Off any four items or more. Oh my God, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, they love me more than you Those or they feel more sorry for fucking me. Fucking undergear people. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, it's embarrassing that there is an undergear catalog in this house but you know what back in the 90s i may have bought a pathetic shirt from one of those yeah for sure yeah um oh i did i tell you who i um my star sighting yes but i haven't told the podcast people have i not you have not told the podcast people Uh, do we have time oh we for sure have time okay so friday morning i go to spinning class and it's the red line ride which means you get a heart rate monitor and you put it on and then you get to watch it on a screen and it's kind of cool it fires you up so i get my heart rate monitor i'm walking back to my bike i get up and i'm looking i look at the bike behind me and i'm like oh my god it's nicole kidman hi and she smiled and Fuck, Nicole Kidman's on the bike behind me. So I just kind of kept going about no, my No, she's business. not doing the heart rate monitor, right? Because we I know think she, she, doesn't, she doesn't have a pulse. <laughs> I think she did have register. one. Because I think her and her trainer it were really like, in it. I think just they a blue were, line. Exactly. I think they were all um, – uh, I think they were in it to win it. I think they were there to have the whole thing. And um, so Nicole Kidman spent 45 minutes looking at my ass. Wow. Right in her fucking face. And, uh, and then she got off Facebook. And then she, got on, then then she I went chased home. her right off Facebook. <laughs> and now she's fucking that guy from the lobby. Um, <laughs> so uh, at the end, and so unfortunately, where I was sitting, I was the person who could not watch her spin and see how her technique was or what she was like, because um, I was right there, and there were no mirrors that were properly positioned. But at the end of class, she did do, leave a little litter behind, which I I mm-hmm. didn't of course approve she of. Did. But there was a big, huge puddle. Like, she sweated. And it was like the end but of not Wicked. not her face. It was like the end of Wicked. I know, exactly. I so. guarantee you there was sweat dripping off behind her ears, down her <laughs> neck, her whole body, her face, powder completely dry the entire time. Because that Botox, you... it shuts shit yeah. down. Yeah. That's not even skin anymore. It's yeah. Like, I think it's like peachy, velvety something. Yeah. I don't even know what's... Yeah, no way. But I... And, and then the, the there were like some... They, they left... They stayed for some of the warm up and then they got out of there. And then, like, three of us gays were standing there looking at the puddle, like, yeah. we should do Who's something look it with it. Like, yeah. a photo or like something needs, this is something. There's a market for this. Yeah. And yeah. it was like the end of Wicked. Woo! 
Wicked. Ugh, that's my favorite part of Wicked. Yeah, where there's a puddle on the floor. Not at the end. <laughs> or when I get to fucking leave. Um, so there's that. Oh, the I all those green um, costumes that I'm supposed to. So um, what else? Well, let me tell you a little story about Danielle Fishel. I love her. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I love her too. Danielle Fishel, host of TV's The Dish, is, uh, boy, she's a sunny gal. She's a sunny gal. She's an optimist. And she just, I don't, I, I, I've worked with her for a year and a half. And I really do believe this is truly her life. Like, some people just have a better life than you or I are ever going to have. And it's just... That's just the way it is. It's not right. spin. It's not, well, she chooses to see the world, the glass half full. It's more right. than that. It is, some people just have an easier, like, shit just, lines up. And finally, I've got the story that explains it. Okay. She, well, first of all, she's going on and on about how Style Network won't stop calling her and just begging her to do another show or two for the network because she only works one and a half day a week doing the dish. She just comes in Thursday for the first half of the day. And then she comes in Friday morning and shoots the show and she's done by one. Yeah. So really it's one complete day split over Thursday and Friday. Right. So they want her and she's like, you know, they're calling me. They want me to be the face of the network and yeah, blah, blah. And they keep, you know, they keep upping the money. I'm like, it's not about the money. I just like my free time and blah, blah, blah. And they're just throwing more money at me. Face of the network. They want me, any show you want, you name it. Da, da, da. You know how it is. And she's talking like this. And this is with no arrogance. This is not a bragging. Right. She's a lovely, wonderful person. Right. But she just sometimes poos out. Little nuggets of gold. Like, you know what I mean? She just sometimes there's a ray of light shooting out of her asshole. She can't help it. It's just her life, right? Yeah. And so she's telling the story, and I'm looking around the room, especially to the other women in the room, and they're all just biting the insides of their yeah. cheeks because, you know, it's just like, oh, it's sure is fun to write jokes for you. Like, you know, but right. God, we, I just, we all love her so much. Well, then she goes, Did I ever tell you guys about my first audition? For, for in in life in or, life yeah. and you just know she all right that here comes that fucking punch in the stomach that yeah. i just don't need today yeah. yeah and she's like yeah i always said that i wanted to be an actress and my parents tried to talk me out of it and tried to talk me out of it and then finally my mom was like well she did try the flute too and she gave that up in a week as soon as we bought her a flute so let's take her to an audition and then she'll hate it and she'll give up and so i was eight or ten or however old she was and I get this audition for Mattel. Um, and so I go to do this commercial and we drive out and we live in Orange County and we drive all the way out to like Santa Monica, like an hour and a half. We drive out there and I say to my mom, I'm going to get this job. And she's like, well, honey, you know, there's going to be a lot of other girls there and just go in and have fun. And, you know, if you don't want to do this again after this, you don't ever have to do it again. I mean, we're just going to try it. Like, and so I go in there and I do what they ask, you know, tell me to do. And I come back out, my mom goes, so how was it? Knowing that my little heart's going to be broken. And I go, I got it. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Did they tell you you got it? And she goes, no, but I could just tell. I know I got it. I got it. I know it. And my mom was like, honey, that's not how it works. Like, 
you wouldn't even find out today. Like yeah. there would be a callback and then maybe some kind of a test. Like and she's like, whatever, I got it. I know I got it. So my mom is like spending the whole drive home trying to explain to me, trying to talk me down. Like, honey, yeah. if you don't get the callback, it's not any right. reflection You're not the on next you. American Idol. They could have been looking for someone else. Right. They get home, answering machine. You have a callback. Can you come back tomorrow? And her mom's like, fuck, she got the callback. Yeah. And Danielle's like, see, I told you I got it. And she's like, all this is is a callback. And she's like, no, I'm going to get it. Of course, she goes the next day and she gets the job. Right. So now I'm looking around the room and people, everyone's just gritting their teeth. And, oh, this is hilarious. And, like, every woman in the room is reliving every nightmarish, horrible audition they've ever had. Yeah. And Danielle's telling this story. And then she goes, oh, do you want to know the funniest part? And there's the moment, and again, we love Danielle. Right. But there's the moment I can see in the other girls' faces where they're like, oh, okay, here's the funny part. Here's the part where she falls on her ass and she gets fired on the set of the commercial or finally something to give her some perspective. Here's the funny part, Dennis. Um, Before she shot the first commercial, they liked her so much, they signed her for seven additional commercials. (laughs) Before she'd even done Before she'd even done the first one. How old was she? She was like eight or ten. Right. And then she was Skipper in the Barbie commercials for a bunch of years. And I think, like, and she's like, isn't that hilarious? Yeah. And these girls are sitting there going, no, that's not what hilarious is. Yeah. That's not how these stories go, Danielle. The story is like, I have a show called Tony Tripoli. I shit my pants. That's how it goes. That's what hilarious is. Hilarious is not, oh, and then I tripped and stubbed my toe and it was a gold brick. Like, yeah. no. Well, so. you know, our dear friend Rebecca, I yeah. saw her the other night. We watched The Amazing Race together with her and Amy, and she finished her job on her one show. Yeah. And uh, wasn't sure what she was going to do next because the show ended. And she put a thing on Facebook that said, um, you know, I am officially unemployed as of today. By the time she got home from work that day, she had a call to oh, work on this other new show. That's And I was like, it's so awesome, and it's like a step up, and it's a pilot, <laughs> and it could go or not go. Right. But I was like, so, I love hearing that. You but should I, do that, Dennis. You but should it put seemed that on your face. preposterous to me. Like, you should tell like, people that you're looking for... I, it was as though she said, and then um, the, there was a rock that was on the ground, and it sprouted wings and flew yeah. to a magical land with these giant talking mushrooms. There was a knock at the door, and it was a unicorn... <laughs> With one of those giant yeah. comical checks yeah. in his mouth for a p- tr- patrillion dollars. And the, I, I was somewhere else publicly recently, <laughs> like at a coffee house, and somebody said hi. So I don't remember. I overheard somebody say, or I asked somebody, I'm like, how are you doing? They're like, great. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm like, great? <laughs> like, it seemed other world great great. I'm like, what's great? Who are you, Ellen? Yeah, like, yeah. A great seemed jarring yeah isn't that weird and i'm no, doing it right I'm now totally i still have huge problems huge but i'm like spirit in my spirit i'm i'm much better than i was in the fall you know um chasing people off facebook is much more it's fun than it seems uplifting. yeah and well, um, we need to wrap this up i know we do i have a razzie ballot let's just do one thing oh boy all right worst picture of the decade battlefield earth freddie got fingered geely i know who killed me swept away well, I feel like Gigli is the one. By the I've way, I've seen that, and it's not I don't as think bad I've as everyone seen, says. I don't think I've seen any of those movies. I've seen Gigli. It's not all. It's not good. But the problem was, it was. It's kind of like an indie kind of movie story, mm-hmm. and they they blew it all up to be a big budget, yeah, star bullshit thing. I, I mean, I think Battlefield Earth is nuts. 
I didn't see it. That's the thing. I haven't seen. I literally have okay. not seen any of those movies. So. All right. Well, let's do just decade. do worst actress of the decade. Mariah Carey, Glitter. No. Paris Hilton. Probably. Lindsay Lohan. No. Jennifer Lopez. Maybe. No. Madonna. Madonna's pretty fucking terrible. She's a horrible actress. Jennifer Lopez has been good in things. Yes. Jennifer Lopez. She's not is always like, good. Like Made in Manhattan. Yeah. When she like b- lights up and beams, yeah. it really yeah. is Madonna. like, you go, that's a movie star moment. You know, she's I'm gonna not. I'm going to vote for Battlefield Earth. And uh, let's just do the last worst actor of the decade. Worst actor of the ben decade. Ben Affleck, no. Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, Rob Schneider, John Travolta. I think Eddie Murphy. I don't know. It's pretty hard to be worse than Rob Schneider. That's true. Because, again, John Travolta has talent. He's been good in things before. Right. And Eddie Murphy has been a mate. Like, him in, like, The Clumps and The yeah. Nutty Professor. Like, no. I just resent him for being so... Lazy. Yeah. That's why I resent him. But, but no, Rob I'd Schneider is truly awful. He's horrible, and that's kind of his whole deal is awful. Like, yeah. I'm never... Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Thank you. Although Mike Myers, I'm angry at... But I guess he does try. Like, I guess things like The Love Guru... Yeah. He was trying. At least it wasn't a sequel it was just or a, a remake. Big failure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's do worst picture of the year of this year. This All year. about Steve, G.I. Joe, Land of the Lost, Old Dogs, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Well, again, I feel like Old Dogs because it's a bunch of millionaires getting together and just Stinking take advantage the of the fucking, stupidity of yeah. America. Yeah. Like Transformers, I fucking I sat through that first movie and I was like, This is torture. Yeah. But it was exactly what everyone in the theater wanted it to yeah. be. But old like dogs. old dogs is really the Branson, Missouri, Mall of America. I saw that trailer and I feel oh. I feel like I need yeah. to show me on the doll where that trailer touched me. I feel sick from well, it. Well, you guys, please thank um, you. Don't forget to uh, get your Doctor Kiss from our sponsor, which is VanityMark.com. Vanity and if you do order some Doctor Kiss, send a little note. On the order form, when you go to VanityMark.com, there's a notes section. Say you're a podcast listener, and he'll probably drop you a little line. He likes that. Dr. Kiss loves hearing from the podcast people. That's so. true. And um, I want to – you want to plug your show. Tony Tripoli, I shit my pants, playing at the Fake Gallery March 14th, 21st, and 28th. You can uh, reserve tickets at TonyTripoli.com, and also find me on Facebook. And I want to plug a new website called Queersighted.com. Our friend Alonzo Duraldi's sort of editing it. It's an AOL yeah. blog. And I've been writing for it um, RuPaul Drag Race recaps. And mm. so they all just went up and Hilarious. some other stuff there. Yeah, 25 bucks a pop. That's oh, my good. Rate. Good, good, good. But you know what? It adds up. Like if you do, <laughs> they could, he said that they could do as many of, as seven things a week. Oh, okay. So that's 175 a week. If I come up with seven ideas for little things, okay. they don't have to be that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's and good. I can if I do that. enough of those and somebody asks me how you're doing, I'll say great. Well, I wouldn't say great. <laughs> that's, that's the thing is I, I wouldn't say great. Like, what would it take to get a great out of me? That we don't have time for that in this podcast. It's so, we- it's so weird that, that somebody said that and I thought it was peculiar. Stop me, <laughs> me in my tracks. You know what? You didn't get eaten by Shamu. I didn't get eaten by Shamu. Yeah. All right. So well, I'm doing all right. It's all right. Uh, so all right, folks. That. We love you for listening. We Thank will you. See you next it's been a while. On the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Bye. Bye.